0: This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Leed. Welcome to IA Forward. Shane, I think it's time to look ahead to 2023.
1: Well, I think the insurance industry, specifically the independent agency channel, will certainly agree with you and be glad to move into 2023 on sheer hope that they can stop remarketing accounts. I think that's just a reality, and everybody's ready to be done with 2022.
0: That means our clients will be nicer too, right?
1: Yeah, something like that. That's the theory anyway. You know what's funny is, do you ever remember a year where you were like, I'm just so ready for this year to be done. Think about 2020 and COVID. And people were like so excited moving in for several years, 2020. The whole idea of 2020 was going to be this awesome, cool year. It was fun to say. And then we had a worldwide pandemic and everybody got really tired of 2020. It even became suggested that It would be a future curse word. What the 2020? That was something that was thrown out there as well. Do we ever leave a year going, man, I wish this year wouldn't end?
0: I loved 2018 and I really loved 2019. Looking back, I think I was good. But the end of 2020, actually, that was during that time when I had the Black Plague. And I really don't even really remember the end of 2020 very well.
1: What I think is really interesting is you have also blacked out if 2018 was one of your favorite years, we were involved with a sister entity that had a cyber event during the year 2018. And oh,
0: yeah, that's right. Well, that was the year I got married. So besides the grand cyber event, I had just gotten married at the end of 18. But yes, that was absolutely hideously life-changing, scary insanity that no one will ever understand if they have not lived through that.
1: But I do love the fact that you just sort of blacked that piece out and you have this really wonderful memory because you went to the positive awesome part of 2018 which was getting married i tend to do the same
0: yeah know. i think we all do yeah. i think we all do and and now i'm having flashbacks of this and my 2018 has now officially been ruined in my mind again
1: well you're welcome be thankful that i'm good at bringing up bad memories you can uh buy me a gift later since you love to provide me gifts and I forget to thank you for that. So uh, you can buy me a gift to thank me for bringing up the terrible memory.
0: Yeah, right. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> See, I even tried to find you a cheesy gift this year. I think I succeeded in that.
1: I'm going to go public with the thank you. So it was fantastic. Julie's really excited. We love to do the jigsaw puzzles and it's a memory of our childhood of her mom loved to do puzzles. My mother and my grandmother loved to do puzzles and there was always seemed to be a puzzle on the table that when we walked into whoever's house, there was always a card table and there was always an unfinished puzzle and everybody took their crack at it. It's just kind of part of the holiday memory for me. And Tanya got me this awesome elf puzzle that we get to play with over the course of the next several weeks. So we're excited about that. So thank you for that wonderful gift.
0: You're so welcome. You're so welcome. We love puzzles during the holidays too. And I bought a booger of one this year. I bought one that is the office Christmas sweater and it's got all of this Dwight stuff all over it, but it's all the same color and it's absolutely nut, and it's shaped like a sweater. So there's no edges that you can even really set. So it's been a booger.
1: That sounds painful.
0: So. Forward to next year, what do you think are the most important things that we should be paying attention to?
1: A lot of people would say the economy, the economic cycle, it doesn't hit the industry until maybe it hits some other sectors of the economy. And so the question that's really interesting to me is does And will State Farm make a rate move or have they made rate moves in your geographic area? From a personal line standpoint, that's something that I'm paying attention to. Because what's happened in this crazy cycle that we've been in with coming out of COVID and being behind the eight ball and then inflationary piece of so much money into the economy, and now we're dealing with a whole bunch of valuation and a whole bunch of really, really technical problems, is that we have several independent, if not most or all independent agency companies have made rate moves out of necessity. And the big elephant in the room with personal lines is still State Farm. And State Farm has been the slow mover, which they usually are because they have such an incredible surplus and they can afford to do that. And so really just paying attention to that is one thing, but then at the same time, not like stressing over it, not worrying about it because there's not a lot we can do about it. And so one of the things that I've always been coached or taught is control the controllables. And I think that that's where I'm always going to go. You know, this is a hard one for me. You know, I'm not a huge goal setter, but I do make plans And I do like to think about things we need to be focused on, focusing on something versus maybe setting a goal for me, I struggle with that as an individual. I just struggle with the whole goal setting process.
0: And I think one of the, the reasons that you don't love goal setting is that you naturally have this strive for excellence or this strive for every day getting a little bit better that most people want to have, but don't have naturally. And I don't know if you have that naturally or that it was Developed through your sports background. But most people need that visual image or that specificity of this is where I'm going and this is how I'm going to get there that we all need that you don't have. So I think maybe that's the reason for that.
1: We talk about infinite game and we talk about the insurance agency being an infinite game model. And yet we talk about the fact that we recognize that as salespeople at heart, we finite games within the infinite game, which is what goals really are. I've found myself over the last few days re-watching, I love History Channel's The Men Who Built America. And I think it's you that doesn't like this, or I, I've met several people that don't, don't like this. They have actors in the documentary. No,
0: that's not me because I love that show.
1: Okay. So one of the comments That I heard was, and it was like an interview with like a Jack Welter, more of a modern CEO. And it was like what these men did, some of them, yes, ruthless. Some of them not great character. There's lots of mixture of that. I'm not advocating that. I'm just saying they had this mindset, just win. Whether they lost didn't change the way they felt and went after everything. A loss did not set them back. They constantly were pushing things forward. And I think that that's something that is ingrained in me that I have learned is that you don't lose, you learn. I don't think about things like that as like crushing setback or crushing blows. It's like, okay, so that happened. Now, what's next? I know that's not easy for people. I don't understand why sometimes. I don't know why I need a goal. To do my best.
0: By the way, in case our listeners have not figured this out yet, Shane is not the warm, fuzzy one of the duo.
1: Not one to sit around and sing kumbaya and get into our feelings together. No, that's generally not my forte.
0: Well, now I definitely don't sing. So kumbaya is out of my wheelhouse. But, you know, I kind of look at goals. Some years I set six different sets of goals and then some years I set Seven, depending on what's going on in my life and where I am. And so I tend to set goals for spirituality, relationship, professional, financial, health and fitness, and then social. Those are my main six. And then sometimes, depending on what's going on, I'll set specific mental goals. I usually don't do it at the beginning of the year, though, because I think that turns into this weird resolution crossover thing. And we all know that resolutions normally last about seven to 10 days and then they're done. And I tend to look at things a little bit bigger than that and set my goals more in August than I do in January. But those same six to seven types of goals can be set any time of year. Some people just like the fresh start of the new year.
1: What do you think drives the categorizing of the goals? Why do we compartmentalize or categorize that?
0: For me, it's so I don't leave something out. For me, it's to make sure that I stay holistically healthy. For way too many years and or decades, I was so focused on career and professional goals that I didn't do what I needed to do to develop and keep relationships. I neglected my spirituality. I neglected my health because I was so focused in one area. And so that's the reason that I do it.
1: The new year's resolutions. Oh my soul. Just don't even bring that in here to me. I don't get it. Like I'm going to exercise more.
0: Hold on. So that's what everybody does wrong. I'm going to exercise more in the new year. I'm going to have a better relationship with my spouse. Well, those aren't goals. Those are ideas. So having a goal means that I'm going to work out for 45 minutes on Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. You can't even say three days a week because when you say three days a week, then you get to the end of the week and you haven't done it yet. So to me, the key and the reason that New Year's resolutions don't work is there's no specificity to them. I'm going to have a better relationship with my spouse. Well, if you set that as a goal, In March and April, you haven't done anything different. If you set relationship goals like I'm going to have champagne and strawberries with my spouse every Tuesday and we're going to specifically talk about our successes or I'm going to have date night on the second and fourth Friday or something like that. You know, something very specific that the two of you can share. That's what's going to make your relationship better. Not just the idea that I want to have a better relationship. So let's talk about what those things should be in our agencies. Because when I'm talking with agents and they tell me I'm going to set a goal to grow X next month and this in March and this in April. And I ask them, okay, well, how many days in a week are you going to go out and develop referral sources seeing people face to face and then there's crickets well that's a goal to set the goal to set is you know how much time are you going to spend a week doing that and then the specificity of what day are you going to do it on and i stress that because if you set the day for tuesday and it doesn't happen because life happens then you have Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday that you can do it. I see people say, oh, I'm just going to do it this week and it gets to Friday and then they haven't done it and they don't want to get out on Friday because there's a ball game that night or people have gone home early and all such things. So the more specific those goals are, the more likely you're going to have success for the infinite game.
1: A part of this is, is that we're really, really comfortable and there are small segments uh, of the independent agency channel. Generally, those individuals that are kind of starting over, maybe they're a producer starting an agency. They're hungry because they're not an established book of business. They don't have things in place. They're starting up. I see a lot of those individuals staying hungry, being hungry. I see a ton of comfort in a lot of agency owners, and I think it's like, well, yeah, I'm just not going to work that hard anymore. I'm just not going to do it, and that's okay. It's your business. There's nobody forcing you to grow from a $5 million agency to a $15 million agency. Your standard of living may be a high quality book. You may have a great revenue per employee, KPI. You may have an incredible policy per client ratio. All of those things may be great. And you're sort of in this, I hate to use the word maintenance, but you're, you're not in this high growth mode. And so you're not super motivated. I'm going to say to that agent, don't let yourself get guilted into doing something different, but be intentional about that. Be intentional about deepening your client relationships because your referral opportunities and your natural growth will come out of it. You can do less in terms of, I'm not going to go work that hard with my networking and farm your book for more growth. And This is the reality. Independent agencies, if you're not growing a little bit, then you are going backwards because there is the reality that we don't have 100% retention. We've got incredible retention compared to many other industries, but we don't have 100% and things happen. Two people get married and they had a home and autos and now you've got one home and you have attrition within your book. People die. You lose a business if you're in commercial. Acquisitions happen. We lost a $250,000 account two years ago due to an acquisition. If we weren't steadily growing a little bit, then we're going to have this huge gap in our revenue cycle when something like that happens. I'm okay with you not being in this high performance growth mindset and I think people are really comfortable which is part of the problem but then there's this other small segment that's sort of in this hyper growth stage of life and they're kicking butt. They're extremely motivated. I really think that that is also an indicator of where we are.
0: Thinking about that, you know, I think one of the things that makes people so different when it comes to goal setting is the why. And you and I are both Simon Sinekites. And when you set goals... I think one of the things that is so important is for you to dig down and say, okay, this is my goal. Why? Because you're not going to achieve it if you don't know why. And if you can't answer why, then it shouldn't be one of your goals. I
1: feel like some agency owners set goals because they think they're supposed to and they have no idea why they're setting goals they're just picking something I want to grow I want to slow down my personal activity okay I want to move from more producer within my agency to more of a sales manager within my agency some of the goals that we set are really really connected to there's no why there's no rhyme or reason they are simply because I'm so supposed to, there's a culprit to this. We are so busy that things are different than they were, obviously, 150 years ago, but we don't think enough. Like, we don't stop and reflect, pray, meditate, whatever that is for you, and reflect and think and and maybe journal on that thinking. And right now, If I had to say I'm going to set a goal for myself, it would be to have a period of prayer, daily reflection, and journaling every single day for 20 minutes. Very specific goal. I think that there's more to gain out of slowing down and having some thinking time. Because what we do is we run from one thing to another, constantly. And then we're exhausted and our brains are not clear and we don't really know what we really want or we don't really know how to get to a why because we're so busy and we're so distracted. And I think that's also at the core of our FOMO, a fear of commitment. There may be something better come along or it's really at the core of maybe some of my own frustrating observation, and I don't want to be that person. I need my thinking time.
0: I read an interesting study a few years ago that I think was done at Oxford. It was one of the big foo-foo schools, and they did a 10-year study of people that journaled every day for 15 minutes, over the 10-year study, they discovered that people that journaled for 15 minutes a day over that 10-year period of time made $250,000 more on average in that decade than people that didn't. So if you're financially motivated, that's something to think about. One of the big challenges that we have toward goal setting is that it's kind of this roller coaster. And I think for some reason, people have equated goal setting with personal development and then it turns into this roller coaster and you set these goals and you're pedaling up roller coaster mountain and you get halfway up the mountain and you're throwing up because you went too fast or you went too hard or you weren't prepared. Yeah, Mama Queen would be so excited. I just used that visual. But seriously, and then you're so mad at yourself. Well, it's easier to just turn around and go back down the mountain than to keep going. And maybe when we're setting goals, we need to think beyond, okay, how am I gonna get there to the why? And then if we think about the obstacles ahead of time, maybe that helps us get past that point of the halfway. I can't see the top of the mountain because of the fog and the clouds and all of this stuff. And when the avalanche hits, we can keep going.
1: The part of that core of that fog is fear. And we've talked about being able to learn from mistakes, learn as we go, learn from the loss. I think getting the fear out of the conversation, you just have to plow through that. We do so many things with fear hovering over us. I've met some incredible people over the last 25 plus years in this industry. Some of them had incredible ideas, thoughts, strategies, and fear stood in their way. And then other ones They didn't have this crazy, unique idea, but their lack of fear pushed them to a whole new level. They just didn't have the fear of failure and they just went. And so I think that that also has to come into play here is you're going to set these goals. You you can get to your why, but you got to go.
0: I want to go back to something you said a little while ago about setting goals because we're supposed to. And I think the number one goal that I have people tell me that they want to do is lose 10 pounds. Number one goal, by far. And so we'll talk about goals in January. I'm going to lose 10 pounds. Well, how are you going to get there? Then in February, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. How are you going to get there? Well, in July, when their goal is still, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. I say, okay, so you've lost 60 pounds and we're now going to 70. And then there's usually that silence and it's the same 10 pounds that they've been saying they wanted to lose since January. Well, That's not a goal for you, but we put it on our goals because we're supposed to. We're all supposed to say we've got to lose 10 pounds. We're going to get into shape, but it's not truly a goal because you aren't taking any steps to get there. So when you're setting your goals, yes, go after them, but don't put stuff on there that you're not prepared to take action because all that's going to do is create frustration for yourself because you're seeing it in black and white every week, every month that you're failing.
1: One of the ideas, call it a goal, I'm going to start being more honest with myself. That's the thing there. Like, I'm not just going to say I'm going to lose 10 pounds because that is not being honest with myself. I think that we do that a lot. We just repeat things. We just stay in the same place. And really, if we are honest with ourselves and just really get down to the core of Well, why am I doing this? Why do I want to do this? Is it because somebody else said it? Is it because I saw it on social media? We have to decide. It's kind of like you can't really help someone who's not willing to step up and at least help themselves in some way. Something has to be decided by the person. That they want something to change. Until you reach that point, regardless of what their situation is, until that person says, I want to change and is honest with themselves about what they really want to do, there's very little you can do. And that's probably been one of my more frustrating things with trying to help someone. If I invest in you and you don't invest as much as I do then I'm wasting my time.
0: You know, I've seen this over and over with some agents. And I've seen them say, this is where I want to be with my business. It's really important. This is going to be my year. And then I don't see any action taken. And it's kind of frustrating as a coach because I'm taking my time and pouring into you. And if I don't see that pouring back then, you know, it's just, it's hard for that to continue to be symbiotic. And, you know, I had an agent one time say, hey, you know, this is good stuff, but I don't want to work that hard. And I loved that he knew that, okay, you know, he signed up for this. Let's do this. And we got three months in. He's like, yeah, I know. You know, I really don't want to grow the way I thought I did. And that's okay.
1: It's beautiful. It's way more than okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) it's fantastic it's beautiful and I think that's it I think we reach this point where we want to outsource our goals. We write down these goals and we're hoping that if we hire a mentor or a coach, that they'll just make it happen for us. That's what happens with New Year's resolutions. I'm going to lose this weight, get in better shape, and I'm going to hire a personal trainer to make this happen for me. That's like throwing money at the problem, but you're not really invested. You're really trying to outsource the decision of I'm all in that's what we have to back up to, I would say that to myself. I want to get better at some function of time management, okay? And I used to think that if I would go out and buy the most high-level Franklin Planner, that I would all of a sudden become a better time manager. And no, I had to commit to my own change before the Franklin Planner was going to do anything for me. It was just a tool.
0: And that thing was clunky.
1: Clunky, I'm talking about the big daddy.
0: Oh yeah, I had it too. It was clunky.
1: I mean, huge. It had a place for everything. It told you what to do. I'm like your agent. I wasn't committed to working that hard on being a better time manager, personally. I went and wasted 150 bucks thinking that that was my solution is I needed a better planner that was going to fix my problem.
0: I figured out a few years ago that all the fancy planners in the world weren't what I needed and made that commitment to time blocking and you know started printing sheets off of my computer. And it's so funny that that was better for me to just literally print sheets off of my computer that I made in Microsoft Word than the literally thousands of dollars I have spent on expensive planners. But all this being said, think about what's important to you in 2023. Figure out what those goals are specifically and the actions that it takes to make them happen. Be
1: honest with yourself. And commit personally to that change. Make it happen. And I think if you commit and then put that effort in, then everything else will fall into line.
0: I'm going to leave us today with this quote from Tom Landry. Setting a goal is not the main thing. It's deciding how you will go about achieving it and staying with that plan.
1: Attitude to choice. Make a great one.
0: Merry Christmas, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at integraagent.com. That's integraagent.com.
1: Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at iaforward.com.